Small Farm Nation Academy teaches farmers how to build their brands and get more farm customers. Plus, you can get a modern farm press website free with your membership if you want. So check out smallfarmnationacademy.com today and get growing. Big businesses spend a fortune building their brands, but is branding important for your small farm business? Hey, it's Tim Young of smallfarmnation.com. Today, I'm here to tell you that it's absolutely critical to build your farm brand, and I'm going to explain why. Well, hey there, it's great to be with you once again. So let's start with what I mean by the word brand. Because it's a word that we hear often, but we may not understand the meaning, or we may not agree on the meaning. I mean, what does the word brand mean anyway? I'll start with what I don't mean. I don't mean branding your cattle. So we're not talking about that kind of brand. We're not talking, we're talking about the marketing kind of brand. Now, sometimes we hear the word brand used in the context of a product name, you know, like Scotch Tape or Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper is the recognized brand name. You say you want a Dr. Pepper, but you don't say the name of the company who makes it. You say the name of the product, Dr. Pepper. In fact, I bet you don't even know who makes it, do you? You're thinking Coke, Pepsi, two other well-known brand names. But you're wrong. Dr. Pepper is owned by Keurig Green Mountain. Yep, those same guys that make the little single-serving coffee pods, they own your Dr. Pepper. And they own a bunch of other brands you may know, like Hawaiian Punch, Canada Dry, 7-Up, Snapple, and a boatload more. So those are a bunch of brand names. And you may not drink those beverages, I know I don't, but to those who do, those are more than just names. Those names evoke feelings. I mean, when my wife, bless her heart, craves a Coke, she's craving the experience that she associates with that brand. When she thinks of a Coke, she's thinking of how that's going to make her feel. And that gets to the heart of what a brand is. Simply stated, your brand is what people think of when they hear your brand name. It's everything people think they know about your brand offering, whether it be factual, such as 100% grass-fed, or emotional, such as they're trying to restore the land. They're doing the right thing. Okay, so why is it important then for you to have a recognized farm brand? Well, let me tell you, and we'll do it with word association. Quick, what search engine do you use? Google, right? Yeah, I know you got a smart dog in the back seat or somebody's saying, no smarty pants, I use Bing. Well, you can just go stand in the corner because we know the answer is Google. We all know it. How about this? What coffee shop should we meet at? Did you think Starbucks? I did, and most would. But even if you thought Dunkies, that's okay, because that's another great and recognized brand as well. But you get very different feelings going into Dunkies versus Starbucks. I mean, I'm a Starbucks guy. My wife and her family, they're Dunkie people, like everybody from Massachusetts. And, you know, I'll go into either one. But when I go into Dunkies, I have a very different experience than when I go into Starbucks. I'm not saying better or worse. It's different. And that gets to the heart of what that brand emotion is. What brand do you associate with fast food? McDonald's, right? Okay, kids. What's a brand of soda? Coke. Who makes the best smartphone? Apple. Where can I buy anything? The answer is increasingly Amazon. And 
where can we take the kids on vacation? Did Disney come to mind? I mean, I could go on and on, but the point is this. People can only remember so much, and they tend to associate brands with categories. Apple stands for the smartphone. Coke stands for soda. McDonald's stands for fast food. So they associate brand names with the categories. If you're selling grass-fed beef in your market, you want to stand for that or whatever it may be. You don't believe me? Do you say you want to photocopy something or Xerox something? Because a lot of people say they want to Xerox something, and that's the brand name. That's the product. That's not the thing that you're doing. You think one name, no more than two, usually, in each category. At least that's what's top of mind for you. I mean, when pressed, you might think of several more, but you tend to think of one or two. That's because these are the preferred brands in their industry. And that's exactly what you need to endeavor to become because brand preference is huge. Brand preference is the difference between you spending countless hours and money chasing customers and you being a category-leading magnet that attracts customers to your farm business. Just think of what that can mean for your farm. It's the difference between a customer thinking, I've got to go buy some chicken versus I've got to get some of Tim's chicken for dinner. Here's what else it means. Customers will seek you out at farmer's markets, events, in stores, and in restaurants. Farmer's market and event organizers that you have so much trouble getting into, they will want you because of your brand recognition. Chefs will want your name on their menus. Believe me, I know this from experience. Retailers will want your products on their shelves. Distributors will want to carry your products because people are asking for it. You'll attract people, which will help you fulfill your mission. I know that we attracted several apprentices and interns each year from all over the country for that reason. Branding helps. You'll have price leverage because you're a sought-after brand. You don't see Apple negotiating too much on price, do you? It'll be easier to hand over your business or sell your farm business one day if you want to. You, you may want to sell your farm business one day, or you may want to hand it down to the next generation. Either way, you're going to want to have a strong brand reputation. That's going to make that transition much easier. So your goal must be to become the preferred brand in your defined market. If you don't, you're going to be forgotten or just overlooked. Now, notice I said defined market. The question is, how will you define the category? Now, if you're selling locally, your local geography will partly define your market. But you're not competing with all farms or supermarkets because people are buying products from you. They're not buying your entire farm. They're buying specific products from you. They're buying your raw milk. They're buying your pastured meats, your local honey. These products they buy are what consumers will associate you with. And these products fit neatly into categories, don't they? And it's that category you want to dominate. Here, think of it this way. Coke aims to be the brand leader in soft drinks, but not all beverages. McDonald's aims to be the brand leader in fast food, not all food, and so on. So your farm or our sample farm aims to be the leader in pasture-raised meats in blank locale or handmade cheese or soap in the state of Texas. And 
generally all categories ultimately come down to one to three main players in that marketplace that people can recall and think of. You know, Coke, Pepsi, Apple, Samsung, McDonald's, Burger King, and Wendy's. So if you're too late to the party or you're too small and you can't dominate, what do you do? You create a new category. So how do you do that? Well, here, try this test I'm going to give you. Even if you're young, you've probably heard of Charles Lindbergh. He was the first person to make a successful transatlantic flight, right? So let me ask you something. Who was the second person? All right. Come on, all you trivia buffs. Who was it? Any guesses? It was Clarence Chamberlain. What? Who the heck is that? You see, it doesn't pay to be number two in a category because you'll be forgotten. So if there's a leader in a category that you absolutely can't get past, what do you do? You create a new category. Here, let me ask you this. Who was the third person to cross the, the Atlantic? Now you're thinking that if you didn't know the second person, you sure as heck won't know the third. But you do. That's because a new category was created when Amelia Earhart became the first woman to cross the Atlantic. Now, this is why copycat language that I see so often on farm websites is damaging. When a site says it's non-GMO, beyond organic, sustainable, heirloom, pasture, blah, 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 it sounds like every other small farm website, pretty hard to remember, pretty difficult to differentiate. And that's not what we want. We want to create categories that we can dominate. Here's another example. Taco Bell fell way behind McDonald's early on, but that didn't stop them from becoming synonymous with Mexican fast food, thereby owning a niche category. Who's number two behind them in that one? And this is something you can do too, wherever your market is or whatever it is that you do. If you're grass-fed beef in your locale and you can't get past the leader, maybe you are the keto solution or the paleo solution or something like that in your locale as a new category. You have got to become the brand that falls off the lips that's top of mind whenever someone mentions a particular category. So now let's go back full circle to make sure we understand what a brand is. And let's start with what it's not. Now, a brand is not simply a logo, a name, or your graphics. And it's definitely not something just for big companies either. A brand is something intangible, right? I mean, it's not a physical asset. It's a goodwill asset. When you purchase a company... You're buying more than simply the value of the assets. You're purchasing that goodwill, which is almost always attributed to the brand reputation. Your brand is basically what people feel and remember about you. So then, what about logo, colors, and graphics? Where does, where does all that fit into branding? I mean, those elements serve to visually connect with the feeling that the brand conveys. That's all. When I see anything black and yellow, I immediately think of the Pittsburgh Steelers. My team, baby. Those colors represent their brand. But those colors aren't their brand. And when I see those colors 
come together somewhere, I have the same emotional reaction I have as when I see the team's uniforms. And that emotional reaction is critical in branding because feelings and rationalization drive purchase decisions way more than logic does. Now, let me repeat that. Feelings and rationalization drive purchase decisions, not logic. Otherwise, why do we spend over four bucks for a cup of coffee? Why buy a brand new shirt at a department store when a $2 used one from Goodwill will cover your back just as well? And it's also why people go out of their way to buy from a farmer or spend $6 a dozen or more on pastured eggs rather than $2 a dozen for cheap industrial eggs. Or spend over $100 for a Thanksgiving heritage turkey when they could get one for free in many grocery stores. And the emotional connection with a farmer and the values they share is why many people will accept unfamiliar items in their CSA box and learn to prepare them. They'll, do, they'll make do with them. They'll do this because emotion trumps logic in almost all purchasing decisions. They'll buy that new iPhone because of the feeling that Apple gives them. And that feeling customers get from your marketing is known as your brand promise. This is what customers expect to experience at all touch points. So if you decide in advance what you want people to expect, it will drive your actions, your website, email, and social media communications, and your design. You'll design all of that thinking about what feelings you want people to have about your brand. Then customers expect to experience that same feeling each time they interact with you or hear about you from someone else. But listen, there are many things that influence brand perception. It's not just one thing. These things include the quality of your product, behavior of you and your apprentices or team members. It includes your pricing, how convenient it is to buy from you, your packaging, which includes your graphics, website, and marketing materials, uh, reviews and media coverage about you, which is other people's perceptions, your communications, and your values. So your brand formula boils down to this. It's who you really are versus how you are perceived. And you have to manage that perception and those perceptions with the words you craft, the emotional images you share, the change you represent, the stance you take, and so on. So you see, building a brand is a critical ingredient in the recipe for any sustainable business success. But it's not only for big businesses. It is critical for your farm business, too. Hey, I'd love to invite you to join the other farmers in the Small Farm Nation Academy so I can help you and I can teach you how to build your farm brand so that you stand out and become the preferred brand in your market category. Thank you for listening to Small Farm Nation. If your goal is to own a thriving farm business with loyal customers who gladly pay you the prices you deserve, check out smallfarmnationacademy.com. Small Farm Nation Academy includes hundreds of video and audio lessons, farm stock images, a community forum, business plan templates, and resources that will help you market and grow your farm business. Plus, you get a state-of-the-art Farm Press website free with your membership if you want one. And that includes hosting and email unlimited accounts. And get this, as a Small Farm Nation Academy member, you get personal one-to-one -one coaching from Tim free anytime you'd like. 
Small Farm Nation Academy is like having Tim as your own personal farm marketing and business mentor on call, but at a fraction of the cost of in-person consulting. And Small Farm Nation Academy has a full, no questions asked, seven-day money-back guarantee. So there's zero risk to you. The time to start marketing and growing your farm business is now. If you're serious about having a profitable, thriving farm business, join smallfarmnationacademy.com today. If you enjoyed this show, please share the love by leaving a five-star rating and review on iTunes, and by introducing Small Farm Nation to anyone interested in farming or local food. Thanks for your support, and until next time, thanks for being part of Small Farm Nation. Thank you.